I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. So, four weeks to go. Four days to go until Euro 2020 starts. And just one week to go. Seven sleeps before Scotland kick off. This time next week, we'll know how we've done against the Czech Republic. Barry Ferguson with us, Mark Guidi is with us, Paul Cooney here with the team, and we're building up to our coverage, which every day we will have someone who's played with Scotland with distinction over the past number of years. They've played in the campaigns over the years, and uh, also the players who are going to do it for Scotland, hopefully in the Euros. Barry, 1-0 yesterday against Luxembourg. How are you feeling? Yeah, pretty confident um, I watched the game sometimes it's difficult when you go down um, when sorry your opposition goes yeah. down to 10 men but I thought we looked comfy throughout the game um, some good performances um, and listen Luxembourg are a team that's improved over the last few years there's no doubt about that they've had a few good results but I think Stevie Clark will be happy with the performance only disappointing only negative I would probably say is we had a chance to score another 4 or 5 goals um, so hopefully they work on that in training um, and they goals fly in against the Czech Republic. But look, overall, I, I think we're still in a real good place. I'm still very confident um, that we can get that. We can go off, sorry, a, a winning way against the Czech Republic. And it was great to see, as you know who I'm going to mention, Billy Gilmore come on for 30 minutes before he got took off. I think he showed what quality he's got. I thought he was exceptional for the first um, 30 minutes. Obviously, get that bad knock. Um, they took him off as precaution. But overall, overall, look, I'm very happy with it. And as I said, I'm very confident that we'll go into the group stages in um, confident mood and we'll get out of it. Excellent, Mark. You thought it was going to be 4 0, and it should have been, and more. Yeah, Scotland were very comfortable, Paul, and having that extra man uh, advantage. Um, G. Adams getting the goal, which is good for, for him too, I think now. He is a number one striker. Um, it's just whether Steve Clark opts to play Lyndon Dykes or, or Kevin Nisbet uh, alongside him. I think for the opening game, we'll just go with Adams up top. I agree with Barry. Billy Gilmore was exceptional. For me, there's no debate now, Paul. Billy Gilmore must start. It's where he goes in the team and, and who misses out. And the thing that makes me wonder what Steve Clark will do is because I think Stuart Armstrong's maybe in pole position mm -hmm. for that number 10 advance, although they could play two, Armstrong and John McGinn. Mm -hmm. Um, up there off Che Adams but Armstrong and Che Adams I've got a good club partnership a good understanding in that area of the picture that might just give Armstrong um, the edge uh, on it I don't know but the, the good thing is I've got four or five top players to fill those four but I think McGinn McTominay certain starters you could get Armstrong and Gilmer also in there but I think now the four of them have jumped ahead of of Callum McGregor in the race to, to, to start the game. All right, what do you think at home? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're going to be on throughout the summer from five 
every evening and then building up to the matches which had to believe just seven days away Barry to the big one against the Czech Republic where we're looking we we, we, we need to win that game we should win it but we'll, yeah we should be yeah. confident Paul there's no doubt about it I don't think they're the force they, they once were mm. the Czech Republic look they're a good team no doubt they've got good quality players um, but listen I, I keep going back to it so have we we've got top players um, and I'm confident um, if we approach it in the right manner we can go off to a winning start one of the other headlines is the Celtic story continues 10 days before uh, pre-season training starts. Yet starts on the 17th of June. And uh, well, the latest news is reports. There's nothing definite is that Ange Postacoglu has agreed terms with Celtic. Uh, they're talking about odds and Edouard off to Leicester, somewhere between 15 and 18 million pounds. But Mark, the, the fact is there's nobody yet in position. It's not definite. Uh, what's your take on this? What is happening? I, I, I'm, I'm bewildered by it all, Paul. I have to be honest, it's... The, I said in the show last Monday night, I'm not going to have a go or be disrespectful mm. to Ange Postacoglu just because, you know, he's a name I'm not familiar with. A good CV in that part of the world, but in Europe, there, there, there's nothing. In the UK, there's nothing. I would never disrespect him because he's, he's been a manager for 20 years, so he knows his stuff. But in terms of coming to Celtic, the obstacles that are there, nothing adds up for me on it, Paul. And that's not me being disrespectful mm. to the guy. I just can't see where this comes from and where the sense is um, in it all. What you do know, you mean? I'm just, I'm, what do you I'm, mean? Well, oh, I'm baffled in terms of the having to go and deal with EFA to allow him to come and work, mm-hmm. being European games. Um, training starts on June the 17th. Um, you know, you there's a part of me thinking, what, is, is this guy just, is, is this just a soap opera and, it, and it's it's killing time a to, smoke to Steve Clark's finish with it with the, with the Euros I was like, is it? but you know, Steve Clark potentially could be out the Euros a fortnight tomorrow mm-hmm. I hope he's not I hope it's a lot longer than that but I don't know it's just the Postacoglu thing I just I just kind of get my head around mm. it's just not it just doesn't all make sense and I hope the guy comes in and does well anybody coming into a new job good luck to him I hope he does well um, and it's a fantastic opportunity for him if it all comes off to be the manager um, of Celtic but Again, with all respect to him, um, it's just, yeah. I, I just can't. It's, it's a strange one. You've been around for a long time, you know. You people, a lot of Celtic fans are saying, "What really is happening?" Of all the managers in the world, does it have to be someone who hasn't yeah. got the permit to ha- have the license at the moment to manage in Europe? It seems strange, Barry. What's your take on it? You speak to Celtic fans often as well. Yeah. People always give you opinions. Mm-hmm. They're, they're worried. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, and with Mark, look, you've got to be respectful. The guy has been a manager for over 20 years. He knows how to manage. Um, but the, the worrying thing is for Celtic fans is he's never <coughs> managed um, in the UK mm. and certainly in the west of Scotland where we all know what it's like. The the demands and the expectations put on you. Um, I know he's a... Look, Craig, Craig Moore was on last Monday. Spoke really yep. well of him. Yep. Um but that's all good until you actually arrive here and, and see what it's like. Um, and I see they were talking about Kevin Musket that you know well, ex-Rangers. He could be part of the backroom team. Yeah, but I've seen um, an ex-team mate of mine, obviously at Rangers, Musket being mentioned. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's much truth in that, but I do know they've, that they know each other. Mm. Um, but we don't know how that's going to work. Um, but there is worry from the Celtic fans. Mm. Clearly, Mark just mentioned there, pre-season starts on the 17th. Now, he's not going to arrive until Thursday night, Friday. If he does arrive and sign, then he'll miss the first day, uh, first three days sorry, 
of pre-season which is the most important part of the season um, and then another thing is he, he's not got his, um, his coaching licence um, from UEFA so that means that somebody on his backroom team needs to have the UEFA Pro licence and John Kennedy has that so oh. it looks to me if John Kennedy may be staying still there yep. mm. you couldn't make it up could you Celtic fans what do you think 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited uh, this Wednesday I can tell you uh, we're going to have a former Celtic and Scotland captain joining us live on the line it's going to be Paul McStay Paul McStay is going to join us at five on Wednesday on the programme. He was some player, wasn't he? Oh, one of my yep. all-time favourite footballers. Yep. Um, Paul McStay, absolutely outstanding um, footballer, a great ambassador for Celtic Football Club for Scotland and an absolute uh, gentleman. gentleman. Um, yep. Yeah, and just just a bit before Barry's time, but a, a sensational football player. I said that to him at the weekend. I said, did you ever play against Barry? He said, Paul, thanks for the compliment, but no, maybe Derek, only yeah. just. But, look, yeah. I remember growing up, no doubt, look, I watched Rangers and I followed Rangers, yeah. but you've got to admire Paul McStay's talents. He was a top midfielder, no no doubt about it. Um, a lot of people say he stayed at Celtic where he yeah. should have maybe have moved on, um, but that was his decision. And But listen, you can't take away the ability he had. He was a, a top class midfielder. And I, I don't mind saying that, because he was a Celtic player it doesn't matter I, I just enjoy watching good footballers and he was certainly not just a good footballer a top footballer Brilliant he's going to join us live and in the coming days we'll hear from Kenny Dalglish Stephen O'Donnell's going to join us from the camp as well which is brilliant he he came on at the start of our programme and we came on air last uh, July, August when he didn't have the club remember he'd just gone from Kilmarnock but was still waiting to see where he would go and uh, Davy Moyes is going to join us as well so it's part of the build up and we'll tell you more about where we'll be on the coverage here on Go Radio and what a night it was on Friday I saw it in the papers as well after I saw it in the record that Alex Woodward on his way down to Wembley he called in, we called him. He's uh, walking 15 marathons to running. race for Finart. R- running. It's amazing, it isn't it? It is. It's running. I've got so used to walking with the kill walk. Sorry. <laughs> He's running. And uh, on came Lord Willie Hockey and said, right, he needs a ticket. I'll give him a ticket for Wembley. And he said, we'll double up to 50,000. So he was at 19,900. So it's 40,000 already. Isn't that amazing? So well done, everyone. There's loads of people talking about it over the weekend as well, out and about. Mark, you were out and about in Glasgow. Some people mentioned it to you as yeah, well. It's yeah, great. People, t- yeah. It's what goes all about, trying yeah, to help people, trying to help each other. Rest of yep. Scotland, Glasgow Station uh, and, and, and beyond. And just, um, you know, hearing uh, how genuine and, and, and basically gobsmacked um, Alex was in a nice way. You know, as you said, it's mm. the best call I've ever had in my life. Um, you know, between getting a ticket and being told the great work that he's doing um, for the Brighton Community Centre um, and you know there's no doubt now he's going to get 80, 90, 100,000 mm-hmm. pounds um, to put into that uh, fund so he, he was genuinely touched on, on Friday it was brilliant yeah oh, top class mm-hmm. uh, and you know what with Lord Willie doing that that will drive him on to make sure he makes the um, the arrival at, at Wembley mm-hmm. and then to top it off um, not just the money to get a ticket and go and support Scotland. Um, no, yeah, it was I brilliant. Give up his seat, wasn't it? Really it was a, exactly, absolutely. Really <laughs> I'm going to meet him at Wembley. What I don't realise is is to give him my ticket for the match. Uh, we've got news for the listeners coming. We're going to be there on the way to Wembley. We always said it was going to be the boogie bus, but it's a, the boogie cycle uh, will be there at Wembley. Well, uh, yep. James did say, but um, we'll leave it at that. Eh? Okay. 
Let's see what happens. Anything can happen over the next few weeks, but uh, Go Radio will be on morning, noon and night as we build up now to the Euros. OK, we, everyone's talking about Billy Gilmer. He was on for all too short last night, but wasn't he sensational? Here's the manager speaking about him. And the good news is he's fine. We took him off as a precaution. Uh, the doctors will assess him over the next couple of days, but spoke to Billy. He's a tough boy. He's for so he's fine. So that, that's good. Challenge happened. I didn't really get a good view of the challenge. I haven't seen it back yet. It's one of these things that happens in football. The reaction of the players was good around it. A bit of protection. Showing we're together. Let's not make that the big story. The big story is that we're, we're now fully prepared for the first tournament in 23 years. So let's look forward to it. Love that line. He's a, from a Drossen. He's from a Drossen. Tough lad. Yeah, listen, it was a it was a naughty challenge. Um, but listen, it just proved to me how tough he is. He, he wanted to carry on, but listen, protocols and whatever, the, the doctor's done the right thing. But I've got to be honest with you, the 30 minutes, I, I loved watching it. I really enjoyed it. And it just showed, um, and it proved to me what, what I've been saying over the last few weeks about Billy Gilmer. He now is ready, if selected, to play in that Scotland team. Um, and I think in time, he could be world class I really do I think he's got everything in the locker and now you're starting to see him mature physically as well if you look back in pictures a year ago he's now starting to fill out a wee bit as he's getting older but in terms of quality and he's demanding he was demanding the ball every time he passed it he was a way to get it again if he couldn't get it one or two seconds he was moving off to make space for himself I just thought the 30 minutes was um, was a midfield masterclass for him Midfield yeah. masterclass. Barry Ferguson says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a superstar. Yep. He is a superstar. Paul was a good article on him one of the Sunday papers yesterday. It was Malky McKay mm-hmm. and Craig Holland talking about him. And um, you know, they made an interesting thing in terms of his physique now, five foot six. It's fine, get away with that's not a problem. Because he said that once they noticed his thighs and his calves, you know, becoming a man, having man's yeah, legs, yeah. that was at the new getting about the pitch because he's got the intelligence, he's got the ability, the height's not a problem. Um, because he, he he developed that the, the man's um, body um, now so no he's he is a, a superstar it was a midfield masterclass as Barry says I think he's got to 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 start the game I really do and I think just going with that as well Steve Clark likes his Ayrshire boys he's an Ayrshire boy um, himself <laughs> and yeah. he'll he'll like that and you know see when you think about it he's training every day against Canty and Jordinho and Havertz and Werner and um, you know Hudson Adoy yeah. and, and, and all these guys so can he go and play for Scotland and by the way Monday this time next week the game mm. will just be finished this is shaping into a grudge match as well mm. absolutely shaping into a grudge match because of what's happened with, with Rangers um, and, yep. and Slavia mm-hmm. so the, the crowd are going to be really important at hand and they've got to create that atmosphere um, because you know there's all sorts of wee different subplots going on, mm-hmm. Paul, in the aftermath uh, of this. So the checks are coming here. Um, you know, listen, it's never going to be a friendly, but they're coming here mm-hmm. to put Scotland in the place. And do you think they didn't apologise fully for what happened? Yeah, they're, they're, so they, the they feel they don't. You know, that, that there's, so there's, it's lingering. Uh-huh. It's still yeah. lingering. It's still mm-hmm. going on, and that's like you know, Scotland, Czech Republic, next Monday on the park will not be for the faint heart. Wasn't he going to be anyway? Mm-hmm. But there's an extra element to it now. Would you start Billy Gilmer? On Monday? On Monday? A hundred percent. hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Billy Barry? Gilmer. Yeah, you know my 100%. feelings. I know. You, yeah, but yeah. Um, there, was, there was never any doubt uh, yeah. just getting that game time. I know he got a bit of game time against the Dutch, but he just turned up um, at, in the squad, obviously with, with Chelsea's Champions League exploits. But last night, got to be honest with you, 
the 30 minutes Paul as I said he was just going and he was demanding it and do you know what I was watching as well the players were looking for him to give him the ball mm. they were desperate to give him the ball because they know when he gets the ball he takes care of it mm. um, and what I like about him he can pass but he can also show decided two attempts on goal yeah. in a half an hour he was on driving forward came close spe- yeah he did come close um, I think he would have been disappointed with the second one yeah. great piece of skill flinging over the guy took it to the side um, struck it too well for me but I think overall um, he's just a he's a top class performer and don't be surprised if he, he starts the game and I'm sure um, there's every chance he will plenty to think about with the yeah. manager sorry Mark he's yep. been coached no? you can just see he's been coached oh, at a real right. high level uh-huh. You know, these your Thomas Tuchel's and your your Frank Lampard. You know, you're not in that job. And La- Lampard players, loved him as well, didn't yeah, he? And yeah. players, players of the quality I just mentioned, they'll see they'll see through coaches, so they can see that he's been well mm. uh, coached. He's learning mm. every day, and and he's taking it on board. And I, I love as well the way he's been having a bit of banter with his Chelsea teammates. Mm. You know, uh, Mason Mount. You know, he'll be coming up against yeah. um, a week on know, Friday. Uh, Kovacic yep. and you, know, you think, oh, he's getting he's getting in about them. Great. And so we've got the other ones to speak about as well. There's so much to talk about in the next couple of hours here on the Go Radio Football Show because the other young players as well. We saw Nathan Patterson came on, David Turnbull the other night. Barry, you're thinking something there? You look as though you're about to jump in. No, I, no. I just think I've, I've not read that article that Malky and yeah, Malky Mackay yeah. and Craig Mulholland were, were talking about, but that was always a worry mm-hmm. in 15 at 16 because he was really small, but it frustrates me that that's yeah. a Scottish thing. Oh, he's too wee, he's no strong enough. Yeah. Let the boy develop and look at him now. He's nice and strong he looks powerful now he's grew into his body um, that's that's something that frustrates me about football don't care if he's 5 foot 6 5 foot 7 what that boy can do with a football no many people can do and they developed you at Rangers didn't they because you were 5, five, five six, you know when you were 15 or whatever yeah there's always then, a worry yeah. when you're younger I had the same when I was 15 or 16 I, I didn't start developing until I was 17 or 18 mm-hmm. Um Growing up the way. Yep. Um, what did it say? Seven, seven stones soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. it's, it's a great seven stone, though, isn't it? So, Rick, what do you think? Give us a call. There's so much to look forward to. We're going to hear more from Steve Clark speaking about the young players. We'll hear from Lyndon Dykes as well. Did you like the two up front, for example? 0808 17 17 700. Leanne Crichton, she's off and on with us on a Wednesday, Barry. And of course, it's great news for Glasgow City. They're champions again, 14 in a row. We're going to speak to Leanne after the break. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Go Radio Football Show, we're on till seven. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. And I'm delighted to welcome onto the line. She's normally in the studio with us, but we haven't seen or heard of her a couple of weeks because she's been busy winning the title again. It's Leanne Crichton of Glasgow City. Leanne, congratulations. Hi, thanks, Paul. Thank you. Hi, Barry. Hi, Mark. Hello there. How's the hangover? Did you celebrate afterwards? <laughs> no, listen, I'm an absolute part-timer, as, as Barry will, will probably tell you. Um, but I was straight down to uni today, Paul, so I literally yep. could see the girls last night for a, a couple of hours after the game. Um, we had a quick award ceremony for the season, a quick debrief. Uh, and then I was straight home, straight to bed and on the road this morning. So, wow. no, no rest for the wicked, as they say. Where are you studying? Where? Where? Is it yeah, down I'm, down in Sta- I'm down in Staffordshire. Right. Yeah, down at Stoke on Trent. So a, a nice four and a half hour drive this, yeah. this morning just to uh, keep me going. You never stop. Yep, Barry. Cheap yeah. date, two wines in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Leanne, you just needed one point yesterday, and that can sometimes be difficult, isn't it? You know, you thought you you got the two points, two nil against Rangers. Yeah, it was a, it was a tricky one actually because we knew we had a job to do, and it was of course it was in our hands. Um, Rangers technically would have probably felt that another match that was being played Celtic against Motherwell that would have been a, a comfortable day for Celtic. Um, but it turned out they were actually affected. I think the number of COVID cases yesterday and, and they ended up with a couple of the first team players missing so that added another dynamic because we then felt that possibly Celtic would be weakened and it would add a bit of spice to Rangers' uh, yeah. you know, performance against us and whatnot. but credit to the girls and the team um, started the game really quickly, got a good start and the first goal after I think 12 and a half minutes which settled the nerves and at that point you, you feel a bit more in control of the whole thing because a draw would have been enough and you know, we've not conceded too many goals this season so we, we certainly felt confident at that point Obviously lots of people will know that Rangers and Celtic are, are full time they've invested big time and this season um, many people thought they might win it for the first time and I see that Laura Montgomery the founder and the chief exec of the club said we were written off at the start told our dominance was yeah. over we had to rebuild our team yet again but we got our heads down and got on with it so proud of every single player and staff member at the club you are incredible you could feel you had did you have a siege mentality this season yeah I think so I mean to be honest the entire time I've been at Glasgow City it always feels that at the start of a new season there's always talk about teams that are, are going to come after you and a bit more investment over the last number of years and certainly the old firm clubs heavily invested in back to women's side which delights everybody at Glasgow City and in the women's game I speak about that on the show all the time Paul it's absolutely what the women's game needs um, I think the difference what you find at Glasgow City this season is that it's one thing having a talented group of players um, but you need to be able to go and perform and you need to be able to deal with that pressure of delivering results when it matters and for us with the players that we've got in our dressing room um, we had enough experience to get us over the line and the new players that have come in have really stepped up to the mark and made it really tough you know there's been a big group of players to choose from players have missed out I've been one of those players on yeah. occasions um, but it keeps everybody hungry and, and everybody fighting and certainly uh, when it really mattered we, we do what Glasgow City do best and, and that's win Leanne what does the future hold for yourself in terms of playing are you going to want to continue to play obviously you retired for international um, earlier yeah. on in the season what, what's your thoughts have you not thought about that yet yeah I mean listen I think it's always something that I, I probably reflect on and review almost as the years go on um, this year personally for me off the touch has been a real success um, academically I'm pushing on and I've got a, a, another year to go with a real bit of hard work um, I think playing continues to make me happy when I'm on the pitch I won't lie and say that I enjoy sitting watching games of football and, and being a player that's, that's on the bench. So that for me has been really tough and that's probably the aspect of it that I, I will need to um, probably have a, a long, hard look at myself and, and speak to the club and perhaps discuss what, what they see their vision um, for me moving forward. You know, I absolutely love Glasgow City. I love everything about the club. I love everything that they've, they've given me. Um so we'll probably have a discussion and, and just see what their vision is for me and, and that will ultimately uh, determine to an extent you know, what the next move is. But I still feel fit, I still feel fresh, I still think I've got loads to give and, and that's probably why the frustration um, is there at times. You know, I'm a bad loser, I, I can always admit that and I hate missing out and not really being able to control things this season at times has been tough as well. Mm -hmm. When you're on the bench and you're watching, um, 
you know the feeling. You've probably not experienced it too many times in your career, Barry, but certainly it's a hard place to be, you know, mm-hmm. when you're that type of player. Yeah, look, all I would say is, listen, as you just mentioned there, you're fit enough, so continue as long as you can because you're a long time finished. I say that to quite a lot of players, so hopefully you continue yeah. to play, Leanne. I appreciate it, thank you. But stop texting me moaning that you're not playing. <laughs> Mark 14 in a row we've got Celtic fans coming on saying Leanne could you not have had a word early in the season with uh, the people at Celtic I mean 14 That's in a brilliant. row yeah and, and, and I have to well, you know uh, and I like the women's football you know two of my daughters played football yeah. one of them still plays I was watching on Saturday and they lost 19-0 right enough but um, so I had to console her but uh, how good is, is, is Scott Booth and, and what light is the, the dynamic and what he brings to, to the club, Leanne? It, just to echo your, your point as well, there, Mark, as well, in terms of the women's game, seeing what's going on in the women's game just now, it is brilliant, and the 14 in a row thing is absolutely wonderful to be part of that. Um, but actually, this conversation this morning with my brother, when I was driving down here, we were kind of debriefing the whole thing, and we're saying it's almost the greater of two evils because we know at Glasgow City, everybody else in Scottish women's football is desperate for us to fail mm-hmm. and probably for the growth of the game to an extent because, let's be honest, the Celtic could win the title yesterday or Rangers. Absolutely, other media outlets would have went mad for it. Their yeah. social medias would have mm-hmm. went mad for it. Mm-hmm. There would have been a open top. It would have been multi-wall, wouldn't it? Glasgow. It would have been multi-wall if you guys had lost. It would have yeah. been enormous. Yeah. Um, so, and not just because we had lost, but because of the, the magnitude of those clubs that they're associated yeah. with. So mm-hmm. it's that's probably what drives us on even more. So at some point, you know, Glasgow City are probably going to need to give up um, their title at some stage. Um, but that's just, you know, it is the greater of, of two evils. But going back to Scott, I mean, I've worked with Scott for a number of years now, and certainly in terms of the way he goes about his business, he, he's really, you know, pretty quiet, to be fair, in terms of some of the managers that I've worked with. Um, that have been a bit more vocal credit to him this year and, and you know the same time to go and get the job done um, I've always felt that I, I could speak to him and you know he was approachable um, and I, you know whether he's, he continues at Glasgow City I'm not too sure because in the women's game it's a, a kind of small pond with, with not too many kind of top coaches in it and the chances are that somebody might come knocking in Glasgow City's door to take him away as well Oh. Mm. Yep. Leanne, to, stay, to stay in the, the women's game Leanne or something else something completely different I'm not too sure I think you know when you deliver any sort of success in the women's game I think it always raises an eyebrow even out with Scotland you know yeah. the English clubs that invest in a bit more always yeah. then try and look a bit closer to home and uh, certainly when you're a, a pro licence um, holder as well like Scott is you know it ticks all the boxes he's managed in the Champions League he's delivered titles he's worked for international players so he certainly got the CV you know mm-hmm. to back it up um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's a couple of clubs um, that come looking Leanne I know you're doing your uni course are you doing your coaching badges? Yep I'm through, almost through my A licence now so I've hopefully wrapped that up um, at some point maybe late summer just because of the restrictions just now we've not been able to get on the pitch and do the practical side of it so that's been um, a year with endless amounts of assignments and work you know what that's like um, but that'll be another thing you know it's just another string to add to my bow and almost keep as many doors open as I possibly can I always like to be proactive and um, on the front foot when it, it comes to the future and never waiting for things to happen just trying to create as much um, positivity as I can so yeah once I get that under my belt I'll see 
um, where it's at. But you know, maybe in the next year or so, I, I would you know try and take the the coaching side of things a bit more seriously. And hopefully, you'll be back with us on Go Radio, Barry. Can we Absolutely. sign? Can we I'm sign you now, think... live on air? Seriously, for next season. <laughs> I think. Well, I think I'm back in next week. Fingers crossed. All going. All going to plan. I'll see you soon. The exec producer is saying yes. That's great, Leanne. We've really enjoyed it. Listen, you've seen so much football over the winter. We saw you. The same terms, Queen... by the way, Leanne. It's the same terms. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm just looking at James when Paul called him the exec yeah. producer. He's buzzing in there. Queen of the South. She's, you've been all over the country. Look at the weather just now. And we saw you there right through the winter. You're on the BBC uh, channel looked, on, on a Friday night. A yep. few times in that Friday night when I was watching. Oh, I know you were. Absolute <laughs> freezing. Man. I bet you, bet you felt terrible sitting in the house with the fire on and feet up. <laughs> Leanne, before you go, what about last night and and the build up now? We're nearly there, a week to go. You feeling good about it? Oh, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, can I catch up in the game today? Uh, this week at uni, we're actually prepping towards the Euros and the build up, so we'll be across loads of the the content as well, which will be great. But it's just a real feel good factor, you know. I think anybody that's at the games will absolutely love it. If you're working at the games, you've absolutely knocked it off. But if you're not, See, just getting to be a Scotland fan and enjoy the game and seeing how much it will mean to those players. Um, I experienced that. I absolutely loved it when you get on the pitch and knowing that your friends and your family and the whole nation that we know Scotland is absolutely football crazy um, will be right behind them. So no, looking forward to it. Fantastic. Leanne, thanks very much for joining us. Well done again. 14 in a row. And, and hopefully you'll Thank be playing you. again next season, surely. Hopefully, Paul. Yes, fingers yeah. crossed. Cheers, Leanne. Thanks so much. Cheers, thank Cheers, you. Cheers, Leanne. Cheers. Leanne Crichton there, former Scotland international. She knows all about playing at the highest level and so delighted that she's she's won it again. It's Aye. amazing, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. That's, I, you know, before I joined Go Radio, I'd listened to Leanne and enjoyed it on a Wednesday night um, with, with Leanne um, and Barry. When I drive over to Clyde, I would have it on. And, and she was great. And what I loved about her there, Paul, just her, her, her work ethic there, yeah. not just oh. about football. Mm. You know, about uni, about life and being in the front foot and, you know, making things happen uh, for herself. Just a brilliant work ethic. And it's no wonder she's achieved what she's achieved when you listen to the work ethic that she's yep. got. She she knows the game and she's not scared to ask your opinion on something. If she's no, no too sure, she'll pick up the phone and, and ask she? you, which yeah. I, I like. Yep. You're always there to try and help mm. people and, and vice versa. Um, but she knows her football inside her knowledge out. is amazing. Yep. I think she's one of the best pundits on the radio and TV. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? As somebody oh, who listened, yeah, no, I mean, and I said yeah. that I enjoyed listening, mm-hmm. to, and, and the thing I liked as well, she challenged Barry ah, a couple right. of times. Yeah. I heard that you know driving over, and, and she would stand her corner, and she would pick you up and things. Yep. And if you challenge her back, she would back her, and that's the most important thing. If you're challenged on anything you say, mm-hmm. as long as you're able to back it up, mm-hmm. you're not just saying something for the sake of it. Uh, and she would always back up her opinion by, by facts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now you might not still agree with her, but she would back up what she said. Good point. Leanne, we will. She's with us again next week, so that's great. Leanne will join us during the matches uh, next week. Uh, Stevie Clark was speaking about the young players who did so well over the past couple of games. He's got a selection headache for next week, but he sounds happy about it. They're in a good place. Two defeats in 16 games. Freshness in the squad with the young boys. They've come in, they've all done well. They've, they've taken part in the group. They've, they've taken part well in the training. They've, they've made contributions. They've got their own. They've got their caps now. Welcome into the group. It's a little bit of pressure on the more senior ones that that are there and things are looking good and you see the togetherness when there is an incident on the pitch we're all there we're all together on and off the pitch we aim to continue that a little bit of pressure in the senior ones and is that what you want then as a as a manager? 100% I, I, I believe that the, the squad of 26 are all capable of starting 
and the, the obviously the starting eleven, um, and that's what you want. And I said when the the three younger ones, Turnbull, Parson, and Gilmore got included, there's already an energy about this mm. Scotland team, but they'll bring more energy. These three young kids, and you, you've seen with Turnbull playing against um, the Dutch, um, and for me performed really well, and Billy Gilmore and and um, Nathan mm. Parson last night again showed. What quality and what and Nisbet, don't forget Nisbet as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people are, are just mentioning these three. I I think the the journey that Kevin Nisbet's been on mm. um over the last couple of years is a brilliant story as well. Going down to League One, into the championship, scoring goals, into the Premier League. Eighteen goals in his first season in the Premier League is a brilliant achievement. And um he's a he's going to be a, a for me, if he keeps working and and um obviously listens. Mm. I think he could become a, a very good centre forward. So we're in a real good place. I think we've got a lot of good young players, but also mixed in with that, we've got players who have played 30, 40 um, international games, guys who are playing at top teams in top leagues. So for me, Scotland right now, Scotland national teams in a real good mm. place and I'm very confident in the future. And Mark, that debate about, oh, can you play Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson in the same team? I mean, that's gone. Yeah. They're brilliant to watch down the left now, though. Yeah. And the way the two, the relationship they're developing Aye, they're, is special. They're good, you know. You've got Kieran Tierney's a, an overlapping centre-back. You've got Andy Robertson, who, who just cut him down, and, and they dovetail uh, well. There's a good working relationship. There's respect there. There's ability. We are very, very strong down that left-hand side. Yep, just, I've seen a couple yep. of times um, last night I don't know if you watched it mm, watching I the did, game yeah. Kieran Tierney drives Andy Robertson actually filled in on the left yeah. hand side of the, the three um, so they've got a good relationship they understand they understand the game because let's be honest with you they're top players um, but yeah. they too can play I, look for me you've always got to try and find a formation that fits your best players and that's what Stevie Clark's done 0808 17 17 700 you want to speak to Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi we're here on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. One week away from Scotland against the Czech Republic. And I can now exclusively reveal where we will build up to the big match. Mark, you'll be there. Barry, you'll be there. I'll be there. It's going to be the Radisson Red in Glasgow oh, overlooking the River Clyde. Beautiful. And we'll be there. And the build up to the match and some of the listeners are going to be with us there as well yeah so, I, like, I like that um, yep. to see them in person you, right. you obviously just hear them on the on the phone but to be beside them and and actually um, get a, a chat with them face to face I'm looking forward to that but listen Radisson Red lovely hotel the truth is Barry was the first to say I'd love to be there let's get people let's get our listeners there get some of them there right. uh, w- with us socially distanced building up just before the game so we'll be there from 12 on Monday before the oh, game, Mark. Looking really, forward to ah, already. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can feel it now. You know, this time next week the game will have been finished. Hopefully, we've got three points, um, and then bye. But but genuinely looking forward to it, Paul watching Scotland again last night, seeing some of the talent that we've got. Listening to Steve Clark, I think Steve Clark's handled his whole media thing really well mm-hmm. too. They've got a really good. Barry used the word on Friday, but it's a good vibe mm-hmm. going. You know, nice and confident, not getting carried away, no. but. But a fun you can tell they're relaxed yeah, you can tell they're enjoying each other yeah. they've not you can tell that they're not climbing the walls you know whatever they've got going on behind the scenes mm. it's working you know there's a real good chemistry in the camp right the calls are piling up so Sean is on from Gathamlock Sean good evening 
Good evening, guys. How was your weekend? Uh, great, thanks. Can't Enjoy. complain. I had root, root canal surgery, but apart from that, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> Good enough for me. Um, no, it, it was great. Enjoyed the match last night. We all did. Sean, what about you? You're buzzing. To be, to be honest, I actually missed the game because I went out um, to the Dugging Duck and somebody got a couple of Zambookers and basically I had to eat a in my bed. Good night, Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good weekend um, anyway. So he'd still kill, um, still so. So I'm on, I think, my second Red Bull and it's my horrible juice out. But, I, mm. but I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm hoping Scotland can um, go uh, get out the, the group stages, fingers crossed. But I fancy Germany for it. Right, yeah. See, they're doing it again, the under-21s, the Germans, yeah. Uh, Barry, were you out at the weekend in the sunshine as well? Yeah, I went out yep. for a, a nice meal on uh, Saturday. Thanks to the duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the same place as Sean, thankfully. Um, I'd still be in my bed. Yeah. Um, Zambuca's oh. stay away from them. I'm too old for that now. Um, no, nice meal, yeah. few drinks, um, relaxed. The weather, it's the oh, weather. It's brilliant, the isn't it? Cost the deal. Go here, isn't it? It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what about Germany? For, good shout. for the tournament good yep. shout listen they're, they're always a strong powerful team the Germans and yeah. I've got to be honest with you the Bundesliga is a, a league that I enjoy watching there's there's top teams and top players remember when the first lockdown yeah. happened that was the first football that was sure. on and I got right into it mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it a lot of good teams as I say as attacking teams as you know the Germans are always as I just mentioned they're strong and powerful but technically as well they're really good so sure, that's a good shout for Sean mm-hmm. um, they've got to be in there a shout they'll definitely get to the, the later stages of the tournament mm-hmm. and we know that Joachim Love is mm-hmm. is leaving so yep. it's a kind of a bit of kind of the pressure's off him a bit of a couple of yeah. bad results the past couple of years but I think it's really I was talking to somebody about it uh, uh, today I think it's really open mm-hmm. five or six nations you know Germany Italy Belgium I think England have got to be in the equation um, as well you know considering it's, it's all set up for them really mm-hmm. to, to, to win it um, and I've not decided yet but I think I've got a wee sneaky for Spain again mm-hmm. Paul I've right. got a wee sneaky yeah. for I'll look at it a wee bit more closely before um, um, Friday Portugal the holders France obviously oh, the that's what I'm going for I fancy Spain mm-hmm. I, I just think if you look at the, the French squad the quality they've got if they're if they're um, bang on it I think they're the best team the French Sean, if you'd watched last night, you know, obviously we know you're a huge Rangers fan. Well, Billy Gilmer, the one that got away, and, and nobody can complain really, I suppose, his, the way he's progressed at Chelsea. But you'd hear Barry earlier on, everyone raving about his half hour or so that he got in the pitch until he was poleaxed by Talon. But um, what, what do you make of Billy Gilmer? Barry said earlier, he could be, he will be world class. He's definitely got to be world class. I think he's own. I can't remember what show it was last week, but I was talking to yourself, so it might have been Monday or Friday. But to be honest, I said Billy Gilmore's got what it takes to be Chelsea captain, and some people are laughing me off. I always think that boy's got complicated. What, what, that narrow it down for us, Sean? What, was it Emmerdale or what, the one show? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what show was it you were on? <laughs> Yeah. This is Zambuka's um, Scotch Whitehead. Well, I'm saying Scotch Whitehead, but it was Jack yeah. Daniels. Right, yeah. These are so, bookers I've ruined, Sean. <laughs> I'm telling you. Captain of Chelsea, yeah, Barry. Well, yeah. Look, there's every possibility. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that that Chelsea team will get built round about Billy Gilmer. Um, I've said it, Paul, mm. but I, I, I've got no 
reservations and, and what I'm saying and I know I'm I'm going to be right here and I'll argue with people people might say no he's still a bit nope. young but mm. that guy has got everything in the locker to be top class and I believe he will be top class you've all season spoken about him and the young player of the year in England Manchester City's Phil Foden See, yeah got, look yeah. They're, they're two guys that I can watch 24-7 just brilliant brilliant footballers really enjoy them but I like him when excites me. He's Scottish. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of, I just love seeing young players, young Scottish players go and progress through an Alec um, first team football and and get that. Look, it's been tougher by late times. He had the injury at the start of the season. He missed three, three and a half months, I think. But he's found his way back in um, into the Chelsea team. He's in and out it. Mm. But look, give him time. I think he's just, he, he's doing similar to what Guardiola done with Phil Foden last season. He dipped him in and out. I think he's doing similar to Billy Gilmore but in time that Chelsea team will be built round about him Here's Lyndon Dyke speaking about Billy Gilmore You see everyone in the team backing him up as a team it wasn't a good one to see for him coming on obviously he had to go back off uh, he's a great player he's got a great future and he sits straight in so um, he's come in and he's done really well so you know, I'm sure he'll recover quick and uh, he'll, he'll be he'll be raring to go for the next one And Sean I think you were impressed by David Turnbull in the match with Holland I, I, I like him, I think he's a great player. I would I would cut for him in for the Euros and all. I think that's, I think I actually think he was Celtic's best player last season. Mm. I think he was the only one one of the only ones that turned up last season for Celtic. So good. I highly rate him I love. Good point. Something else that's on the go today, obviously at Everton there's a vacancy. And Duncan Ferguson's been mentioned quite a few times, Sean. The ex-Rangers, Dundee United and, and Everton and Newcastle. What do you think of Big Duncan as manager? At Goodison, I, I'm sick. I thought you were going to say Gerard again. Now I was like, "Well, here's it, no, no chance." No, but Duncan Ferguson, I think he's a shout for Everton. He's a Everton fan, so played for Everton. So I wouldn't say not enough. Mm-hmm. And he's done a bit of caretaking work because yep. it was a no intemporary mm-hmm. charge. He, he was. Yeah, they did really, but really well. I think he's had a brilliant apprenticeship. He's been under David Moyes. He's been under Big Sam, Ancelotti, mm-hmm. Martinez. You can go on. So he, he's he's coached under top manager I think this now could be the time and but Mark he's had the chance to move you were saying in the last couple yeah, of days coach, yeah. uh, Ancelotti wanted to take him to Real Madrid as part of his backroom team he said no because he wants to put his heart and soul into getting the Everton job and um, maybe the way the Evertonian fans are feeling it now that might be the ideal time now to go and give it to Big Dunk but the owners down there um, Mashiri. is it Mashiri? Mashiri, remember yeah. his name yeah. I think Mashiri likes Hollywood. Hollywood I think he likes the Hollywood like Pirlo has been mentioned mm. um, and, Pirlo and couldn't Pirlo do like it that. with some of the best players at Juventus yeah. and didn't and, manage to win and that, that's why I think you know the, the Everton fans are a, a bit of a downer the, the club is because they've lost Ancelotti this might be the perfect time and, and as Barry said he's in a 9-10 year apprenticeship now um, Duncan Ferguson he's as ready for it as he's ever um, going to be but my, my fear is Mashiri still looks for that Hollywood um, appointment mm. And Bill Kenwright, of course, the chairman, the, still there. is from the you know the West End and all that. So they yep. they love the yeah. Well, he, he would he would have he would have David Moyes back in the heartbeat um, if would he could. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. and, and, Any know, chance Dave, of that? Dave, I think David Moyes will stay at West mm. Ham. Uh, now, Paul, you know, he was very very close to to getting it before they appointed Ancelotti. Very close, and um, you know, I, I think now that David is settled at West Ham, he's found something that he can build akin to to Everton you know 15 years ago 
and David Moy had just shown himself to be a you top manager. You obviously know Mark. How, how would the Everton fans take them coming back? Obviously what happened to the Manchester United situation. To take David Moy back? Would they take him back? I think now, yeah. I, I mean, look at what he's achieved at West Ham now. Um, he was a guy who came up with the phrase the, the, the people's club. You think back to, mm-hmm. to his teams, you know, Leighton Baines on one side, Seamus Coleman, Stephen Pina, some of his signings, you know, Lescott bought mm-hmm. for 5 million, sold for 25, John Stones, Bought for three million, sold for forty million. You know, his record. Nigel Martin, the the goalkeeper. Some of the signings that, that he made. So, um, I think that Davy Moyes um, would be perfect for Everton. But I have a feeling he'll stay at West Ham. Sean, good call. Continuing the conversation. You look after yourself. We'll speak to you in the coming days in the build-up. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Thank Cheers, you. Sean. Cheers, Sean. Thank you very much for fitting us in in a very busy dance card, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's always got talk sport, whitey and all the rest. He's everywhere, isn't Jim White last night, actually. He is buzzing. He yeah, is, is he... so looking for. He's coming up to Glasgow. I was just going to ask, is he yeah, coming he's up going to be games, here. Yeah, he, and then we'll see him at Wembley as well. So, brilliant. yeah, it's, everyone is. It's brilliant. He's yeah. coming coming to town. So that's, Sean, good call there. Yeah, Jim, Jim White's a legend. Oh, he's amazing. He was brilliant when we had, we had them uh, on the show. A yeah. couple of months He'll back. come on. Yeah, he, he was um, he was superb. Like Marvin was late one night, wasn't he? I phoned Jim and I said, "Can you come on?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on Sky. I'm, on, I'm going to a break in a minute. I'll call you back." And he did. It's the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi, and we're back just after the news. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today! Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. All over the pitch, I think the boys that played midfield the other night against Holland were really good. Enjoyed that midfield three. I enjoyed the way they played. Different midfield tonight. So listen, I've got headaches all over the pitch. I want headaches. No big headaches in any positions. Everybody fighting. Everybody with a viable chance of being involved in the in the three games. That's that's what we need. We need everybody ready because you never know what's going to happen now. We had a little scare with the COVID. Pick up a couple of injuries in certain positions everyone has to be ready you see tonight when they come in they know what they're doing and that's really important he's having headaches uh, seven days to go but that's a positive Mark Guidi isn't it yeah and you know the thing we've got to remember as well we're talking about the team and what we're looking at but one thing that we don't know Paul is that Steve Clatt and his staff will be studying the strengths and weaknesses of the Czech Republic and, and you know part of his selection process will be about who's best to deal with the potential strengths in that Czech Republic team and, and, and weaknesses. So, you know, there might be one or two. I think, God, where did that come from? But it's about, you know, horses for courses, etc., etc. And I've said before, you know, Monday, what a game it's going to be. You know, it's going to be so, you know, first game in 23 years at a major tournament. Um, but the needle, the subplots attached to Scotland against Czech Republic, 12, 13,000 inside Hamden Park, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Yep, there's going to be a right edge to the game, no doubt about it. And I think Stevie Clark will have a a few sleepless nights. Um, but in terms of Mark, Mark's just mentioned there, he would have looked over so much footage mm. of Czech Republic. And one thing about Czech Republic when I've seen them, they're a physical team. Yeah. They're a physical team. They they play on set pieces quite a lot. Um, as before, maybe four, five, six years ago, they're more a technical team. Mm. 
So that that is one of the the, the key uh, factors in it. Does he go for strength and power, or does he go with the the footballers to play around about that? So that that's one of the decisions in that. That's what that's what you're paid to do as a manager. But it's a headache that I'm sure Stevie Clark would want. That's what he wants. He wants a group of players who are all vying for that 11 places in the team. You just don't want players turning up knowing mm. they're going to play. These players now have got to go and show how much they want to play on the training on the training field. So. It'll be interesting to see his team come Monday um, but whatever team he picks I'm really confident we'll get that vital three points and uh, yep not losing you know against uh, the Netherlands when we should have beaten them I mean the referee towards the end and then winning last night Lyndon Dykes has been speaking about the momentum the team have got I think we've changed the mentality of the team and the, and the fans and everyone who plays us going into the Euros we're very confident like we said today was a little bit scrappy could have been better but at the end of the day we came back came away with a victory and at the end of the day it comes away 1-0 win for Scotland we've done well in both the games and it's been a t- tough two games and now we're raring to go for the Euros we're going to make sure we're, we're flying for those games make sure we carry that momentum into it because going into the Euros is a whole different kind of level you look at it three final games that anything can happen and you've got to leave everything on the pitch so you know the moment, momentum for us is, is doing really well for us On the line now is Craig in Cumbernauld Craig good evening uh, Good evening gents how's it going? Yeah we're in really good form yeah the sun is out and we're uh, I, I think we're excited for the Euros and I'm sure you will be too Oh absolutely I, I cannot wait um, you know literally counting down the the, the days now um, and you know for me it'll be my first real experience of, of watching us play at a national tournament so yeah. um, no it's going to be a fantastic occasion and I think um, we've, we're going into it in fairly um, good sort of form um, I think last night was it was okay I mean you know still positive still got the win slightly frustrated that we didn't score more than one goal mm-hmm. because we wasted an unbelievable amount of, you know, really good opportunities, I feel. Um, and to be fair, I think, you know, although you want to play 11 men, Luxembourg were lucky that we weren't playing against nine men by the end because the tackle and Billy Kilmore was, I mean, it was it was assault, basically. It was horrendous. Um, but, you know, those minor sort of niggles aside, I think, um, you know, it's as positive as I think I've felt about the Scotland national team in a long time because I think this is probably their best squad since the one that were sadly robbed in 2008 of the chance of, of getting to that mm-hmm. Euros um, if not maybe even better sorry Barry um, <laughs> but I, I think you know I do think we have a chance of getting into the group because Czech Republic are a team I reckon we can we can win England well, England's tough we all know that but actually when I look, you know you look at how played recently the injury problems they've mm-hmm. got is that out of the realms of possibility for us to get a point uh, at Wembley I, I don't think it is and Croatia we've bizarrely got a fairly good record against so, yeah. uh, in recent times so mm-hmm. I, I, yeah I'm, I'm fairly confident I'm just glad there's positivity because I, I love the national team and I have over the course of the last you know, 10 years or so um, 10-15 years forward throughout the you know all the heartaches that have been there um, and there's been a lot of yeah. downtime half the time you talk to somebody about the national team they go oh, is it another international break need to keep the ball up now everybody's actually like here we go we're in a tournament this is where we want to be yeah. um, so now I've got to say I'm delighted with that Barry yeah I agree with, with Craig in terms of the game last night the only negative was we didn't score another yeah. 3 or 4 goals but then on the flip side of that at least we're creating the chances and their players are getting in the areas 
to miss their chances. Um, I'd be worried if we only won one now and we never created that extra five or six opportunities. Um, but for me, look, I think this squad is the best squad we've had in a long, long time. Since 2008. Yeah, I'll yep. even go as far yep. as saying that the squad's even better now. Right. Yeah, right. And I don't mind yep. saying that. Listen, I've got to give my opinion. Um, and I think that the future's bright. I, I really do. Uh, with the players that are in it, the introduction of the, the four, because I'm going to add Nisbet into that, because we're always speaking, I feel he gets left out. We're always speaking about Patterson, yeah. uh, Turnbull and, and Billy Gilman, rightly so, because they're three fantastic young players, but Kevin Nisbet also deserves a, a mention. So, uh, look, we're going into this in, com- in confident um, mood. And in terms of the camp, I just, live, I just love the vibe I get off when I listen to players getting interviewed, I listen to the manager getting interviewed. There's a real togetherness, and I really firmly believe that we're going to get out of this group. Mark, what do you think the manager said to them afterwards last night about the lack of goals? And, and Mary, Barry makes a great point. We made loads of opportunities. It could have been 6 nil probably. But is there part of him gives them uh, a bit of stick for it or do you just look at the positive? I, I don't think he would give them stick for I think he'd be thinking it's a win, it's a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, you kept your discipline. Um, yeah, of course, it would have been nice to win three uh, or four. But, you know, bearing in mind the last two games is some big breaking news here Paul yeah Thomas Courts Tam Courts has been appointed uh, head coach at Dundee United so there were reports of it today that it might be coming and that is what's coming so we'll go back to that in a minute sorry Mark to no, interrupt but, um, there, but I knew you'd want to break so, that news yeah, yeah a big day on, on uh, to say the James McPake it's a new deal with Dundee yeah. manager and Tam uh, Courts I'm interested to see the, the makeup of his backroom staff um, Paul, that's what a lot of people will, will, will want to see and then they'll, they'll make their minds up on whether they think it's a good move or not um, by the club. But um, um, going back to it, yeah. no, I don't think Steve Clark would have been critical of his players. What he said to now, I've got a couple of days off, go and spend some time with your family. We'll see you at Rockcliffe and Middlesbrough uh, for the big prep and then it's um, it's all systems go uh, for Monday. And look, when, when, Craig, when Craig's getting excited... About something you know, but you know, there's something well, massive on the horizon. Craig, there you are. There's a compliment from Mark uh, on that because uh, you know, got an old head and young so- shoulders. Because I remember asking you about Barry, and you said, oh, Well, I'm what 22 or so, I'm 26. Uh, but it is, everyone's so excited about it. We're going to be at the Radisson Red mm-hmm. building up to the games on Monday and then um, we'll, we split between Wembley and uh, the Radisson Red and also then uh, the final match against Croatia See, on the Tuesday the night. Paul yeah. gets to go to Wembley <laughs> and we get to go to the Radisson Red which I think's unfair. I think, hey, listen, it may be my last day. <laughs> so, <laughs> cut me some slack. Yeah. There's a real possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Come and see you, us buddy. after the show. Come <laughs> <laughs> Craig, the manager, he really has got a great atmosphere now with the team, hasn't he? That you know, he's sort of dry, dry wit coming through now. But you can see the way they love playing for Steve Clark. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, there's no question. You know, we've had issues in, in the past. Um, you know, even recently with Gordon Stranky and Alec McLeish, where there was a couple of players just point blank refused to come on international duty because he did for one reason or another they didn't want to play. Um, and I don't think you, you're going to have any danger of that with Steve Clark. He just seems to instill um, that that belief in, in the players and in themselves. I mean, you know, he overachieved massively with a Kamarnik side that he took over that nearly got relegated the season or seasons before. So, you know, it, it shows the kind of mentality he's got. And listen, people have at times bemoaned the fact he doesn't always play attractive football. But I actually think um, recently, um, 
you know, yeah. apart from the never-ending games against Israel because we just seem to play them all the time these days. Yeah. But um, we we do seem to play quite good football, um, and I think that's that's been the missing thing because we've had good teams, we've had good players. You know, I think the team that drew with England, you know, that that was a squad that probably should have been able to qualify for the last Euros mm-hmm. um, as well, and unfortunately, narrowly, you know, sort of missed out on mm-hmm. it because he again. Coming too late into yeah. the party. Um, so you make a good point there, sorry, about the the way Scotland are playing, Barry, and it is attractive football, is it not? They're becoming more. Yeah, but listen, easier, it, was a hard, it was a hard watch at the start. I'll be honest oh. with you. I think the vast majority of Scotland fans, and I'm sure you would agree with me, mm. but he's come in and he made us solid and compact, hard to beat, and then you start to move and, and work on things further forward, and you see the fruits of that now. I, I enjoy watching Scotland. They look dangerous whether we need to sit in and hit in the counter-attack, but also we've got really good footballers. But in terms of Steve Clark, he's a manager. If I'm putting my boots and shin guards on, I want to play for him. He, he, he get, I get that sort of vibe from him. I think he's a real man-manager. He knows the game inside out. He, he knows how to set up a team. But look, that, that group of players for me, look to me if they're desperate to meet up and be together and play for Scotland and that's the most important thing because I tell you 10 days away when you're doing double headers or triple headers is very very hard but these boys are away for 4 weeks without seeing their family so you need to create a real togetherness and I think Stevie Clark and his backroom staff have achieved that here's a bit more from him I think all the players have got to be in your thoughts as the, as the head coach you've got to look after all 26 like I said before it's been a good camp training wise they've worked well we managed to get the sort of nuts and bolts of how we want to play that system across to the players and then it'll be leading into the tournament now it's about fine tuning towards certain opponents certain opponents will, will require different personnel to maybe cause them a problem so lots to think about but that's the only way you want it as the head coach and then Craig he was asked about his tournament expectations should you go and enjoy the team and enjoy the games we're going to go there we're going to try and be on the front foot as much as our opponents allow us we play good teams so at times we might suffer without the ball but when we have the ball we're going to be on the front foot we're going to try and create chances like we did tonight like we did against the Dutch the other night we're looking forward to it it's a tournament it's been a long time coming we want to make the most of it Mark do you agree they're good to watch now yeah they, they, they are and you know I draw uh, you know uh, the analogy of what I said about Kilmarnock um, last week you know going to watch them as, as Craig Mentioned there what he managed to do with Kilmarnock and, and first of all it was solid. He got them working as a unit uh, defensively, and then they, they they added flair. Another thing that Steve Clattle have had the benefit of the past sort of ten days, Paul, is working every day mm. with them. You know, so whether you're out in the training field or you're in the classroom mm. uh, after it, going through things, going through video clips, having a cup of tea, just sitting down. You know, you're no rush. You're not trying to, um, you know, get everything um, into uh, condensed into you know two days. You relax, you can sit, have a blender, get to know them, cut a tea, really looking into your guys' mm-hmm. eyes, getting a feel for it. And that's where guys like Billy Gilmer will be able to make an even bigger impression as well. It's not just about the 25 minutes he played last night. It's about what he's been doing over the past week. Can I ask you something? Yep. Steve McGowan did a really good article in the Daily Mail at the weekend mm-hmm. where he spoke about John Fleck and the COVID scare. Mm-hmm. And he was questioning why the whole squad hasn't been vaccinated. Yeah, we talked about it, I think, with everything that happened in the programme, we didn't get it on air on Friday, but remember we spoke in the office. Yeah, you mentioned it off and air, I yeah. said, why are we not? This is our national sport. The whole nation is lifted by this. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Look, you know, anyway, so we're lifted. We're going to a tournament for the first time in 23 years. Why have we not um, got vaccinations for the team and the whole squad there? They would be paid for by the SFA. There are times when it's, uh, you know, it 
people don't turn up and all the rest right, of it. Right, right, right. Come on, what yeah. is the... We need to be a bit courageous. Hundreds and hundreds that, and hundreds should that not happen? Now, hopefully we will be okay COVID-wise, but they're there for the, the whole country. And I know not everyone has been vaccinated yet, but... I just think I haven't. I'll throw that to you, Mark. What do you feel? Well, I agree. I read Stephen's column on Saturday morning. He does an excellent column, um, one of the best around. I really enjoy it, and um, he always makes pertinent points. And and he was spot on. You're right. We did speak about it mm. uh, off air on yep. Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, for the life of me, I don't, I don't get it, Paul. They, they, they should have been vaccinated. And who in the country? Is going to completely. We're, we're not pushing others to back the queue. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vaccinations being wasted yeah. every day of people not turning up um, for appointments. Also, they, they were flying to the Algarve, Spain as well, yeah. and then you know back here yeah. for Scotland. They've got the badge on for Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we not protecting them? Well, yeah, Matt just made a good point in there. There's, there's hundreds and thousands yeah. of, of vaccinations going out a day. I'm like when I get a, a text message. Me and my wife, we've had our first one. Good. Yep. But could we come up if we wanted to take the opportunity to get it early? Mm. Yeah. Um, and we've taken that. And I'm with you. You made a good point on Friday. I think it would have been important that I know people need it first, but our national sure. team make yeah. sure everybody's okay. Mm. We're all wanting our national team to do really well. Mm. Um, so, not good point from you. Craig, do you have a view on it? Oh, well, I think it, it does seem quite insane that given. You know, we are going into a tournament and, you know, as the lad said quite rightly, it, it does give people us because, you know, this is the first time in, you know, better party 18 months there's, there's something properly, you know, the whole nation can actually, or the whole football support nation can actually get behind and, and look forward to because, you know, I through the league season you've got your club or whatever, but this is, you know, the national team, so they should have all been um, vaccinated in my opinion, they really should have, um, you know, but yeah. for whatever reason... That has not happened. Um, but if I could just ask a quick question because it just popped in my head. Do you think part of the reason for the way we're playing just now and, and the hunger of the players is that for a while there, with the pool of players we had to select from, there was quite a lot of players who knew, sort of, come what may, they were guaranteed to be selected for that squad regardless. They were always going to be called up. Whereas now, with a lot of players, mm. we're a point to prove I'm, I'm trying to battle to keep their place in the squad and, and fight to get a starting place in the squad. Because um, I think that that's part of it when mm. you're getting that opportunity and you know that it's no a nailed uncertainty, whereas for a while there was at least eight or nine that were nailed uncertainties. Barry? 100% there's competition for places now. That 26 players that are in that squad, any of them could play in the starting 11. And that's what you want. Like as previous years... Um, gone by you could probably pick your team and say right that, that's a that's a certainty 100% certainty that's going to be the team now we're all talking about Monday massive game we don't know there's three or four positions where we're unsure and that's the beauty of having a talented squad where there's loads of competition and also what it does is it makes people when they go away back to their clubs to work even harder to perform at a high level but I can bet you 100% training it will be at the highest level because guys will be, be will be desperate to start that game, and it will be the training will be phenomenal. It will be top class, high standard, but that's what you want. Mark, he always trained. I'm sure 100 percent, Barry. We that was part of you. Oh, but, I've, but, I've, but, I've but, heard the stories from right? from yeah. from uh, from Chris Boyd and. What did he say? Oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a greeting face so-and-so on the training pitch oh. as well, but it was about standards. Mm-hmm. It That's was what, about the yeah. standards of, I okay, we're training. It's not a match day. 
But it's about doing it right. It's about getting your first touch. It's human right. nature. I'll, I'll be honest with you. See, just because you were captain, I never went on that training field thinking, right, see if I don't perform here or I mm. can get through the motions, I'm going to get picked. I never thought like that. Yeah. I had to go out and perform at my best level and put everything. I'm a big believer in you've got to train the way you want to play on a Saturday. Mm. Now, if you, I go out and I get through the motions and I take it easy, I couldn't perform on a Saturday. I might not perform at a high level, but my fitness had to be at a high standard and that was just the way I trained and I think with the squad that Steve Clark's got I can imagine the standard in training will be such a high tempo as well uh, and that's what you want because he'll be sitting there scratching his head thinking look at this midfield I've got McGregor McTominay McGinn Gilmore Armstrong I can go on and on There's like a song there wasn't yeah, it? I, I, think, <laughs> I think there's only yeah. four certain starters for me all in and that's McGinn McTominay Tierney and Robertson as Barry's just pointed out there, you imagine even you had John McGill. I don't think they would take their place for granted, but because yeah. they're looking, said, right. look at Gilmer, yeah. and then Armstrong's look, yeah. look at Turnbull, and then Dykes is saying, look at Nisbet, look at look at Adams. So it is it's ferocious competition. Craig, that's Fraser. a good point. Fraser's been out yeah, injured. Of Come on, yeah. look, energy. Sharp. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's a listen. It's a brilliant time for mm. the national team, and and let's get behind them because I, I think we've got a, a squad that can go and achieve very good things I'm not saying we're going to win it but we can get out of like group stages and semi-finals <laughs> but listen we're in a good place and also we've got good young players not just the players that are in we've got also players on the probably the edges that mm. Stevie Clark's probably thinking and also that makes the players in the squad just now think that do you know what I need to be on top of my game or I'm going to lose my place in this 26 man squad Craig, brilliant call. Thanks for that. There's a great point on competition as well. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Bless two defeats in 16 games. Freshness in the squad with the young boys. They've come in, they've all done well. They've, they've taken part in the group. They've, they've taken part well in the training. They've, they've made contributions. They've got their own, they've got their caps now. Welcome into the group. It's a little bit of pressure on the more senior ones that, that are there. And things are looking good. And you see the togetherness when... There is an incident on the pitch. We're all there. We're all together, on and off the pitch. We aim to continue that. Barry, did you love the way they all piled in after the uh, cementing of uh, Billy Gilmer? Yeah, yeah, for me, that's um, they're in it together. They're in the mm. trenches together. Type of attitude. Um, as soon as Billy get obviously that whack yeah. um, on the head, they were straight in, and, and you know what? That, that's a real togetherness. That they're, they're in it to to help each other, um, and they're surrounding the, the referee and. And want to help their teammate out. So again, that's another prime example of, of how um, Stevie Clark has got a real good spirit about the place. So brilliant to see. And thankfully, Billy Gilmer's okay. And Mark, that's another huge point, isn't it? That apart from John Fleck, who's still in isolation, then I think everyone's okay in yeah. the squad. No injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. They've just been enjoying a day or two off now, um, flying back from from uh, the game last night. And uh, they'll just get themselves... Ready, Paul. They'll, they'll, they'll just be buzzing, you and you can hear it um, with Steve Clark, and you know it's just. It's, it's maybe I can remember like yesterday, twenty-three years ago, getting ready to fly out with the team to France, with Scotland for the World Cup, and everything. And yeah, so it's and that be just part of the the media, you know. Uh, you think you're ninety-six, two yeah. years before it, based down near uh, Leamington um, as well, with the with the team I mean, uh, base was game at yeah. Wembley as well. You the Gary McAllister. Um, penalty kick so yeah you know it's just it's it's, it's great memories and uh, I say Monday's going to be an absolute belter is, it will be a belter great new memories Barry yep yep listen I, I'm just excited it's been a, 
I was in the receiving end of two playoff games, no getting through. It was disappointing. Um, but as I said to you, that, that Serbia game when it when it actually happened and Big Mars saved that penalty. Mm. Um, we're there eventually. Long, long 23 years, but as I said, excited. And I think now this is the start of it. As the week goes on, yeah. I think when we get to the weekend, it'll be fever pitch. Ooh, ready to go. Hmm? Is Mars starting Monday or is, is it Craig Gordon? Mm. Uh, are you going so, my opinion or Steve Clark I both you, yeah. both yours I'd first. go for Craig Gordon would you why yes um, I'd go with Craig Gordon just for the simple fact is that I think he's a top class goalkeeper I think Marsh is a, a very good goalkeeper mm. and do you know what anyone I wouldn't be disappointed I've got to be honest with you I trust the both of them yeah. um, I think both of them as I said never let Scotland down and the thing I like about David Marshall is he was in Scotland squads when I was in and he was third choice and he turned up every single time so he deserved that moment in Serbia I, w- I was delighted for him quietly delighted for him because um, it's been it's been tough it's tough as I said to you when you turn up you know you're not going to play and you're having to sit about a hotel for, for, for 10 it days must be. Yeah. it is tough but brilliant for David Marshall look two of them I, I would be happy with both of them if I'm honest with you but if you're asking me I'll go for Craig Gordon Mark I want to ask you as a former goalkeeper first of all a few transfers today yep, yep Kilmarnock have uh, signed Stephen McGinn yeah yep. great move for Tommy Wright um, you know obviously they've, they've lost a few players in the past few days it all turned a bit unsavoury between Kyle Lafferty and, and the What's club as well there? just yeah. totally unnecessary yeah. Paul you know you know, Kyle Lafferty just you know he, he didn't need to say what he said and, and, and I'm all for that the club coming out and defending um, themselves and, and, and putting the record straight and it's not a nice way to sound and, and Kyle Lafferty needs to be careful because other managers and chairmen think well we don't you know we're, we're, we're signing somebody to be you know a player um, on the path you don't want it to end the way it does but anyway um, yep. yeah, Steve McGinn will do very well uh, for Kilmarnock in the in the championship and then you've got Curtis Main and Greg Kilty going um, to St Mirren yep. Curtis Main I liked him at Motherwell didn't yeah. he quite work for him at Aberdeen I think maybe one or two injuries as well but a big powerful Scored boy you know leads, leads yeah. the line he's robust lets the central defenders know that they're in a game and then Greg, Greg Kilty he's just got a, a lovely little bit of movement you know he can just open things up Got a nice bit of vision about him. Clever footballer uh, too. So two really good signings by Jim Goodwin. Yeah, yeah. he's a big loss for Kilmarnock, but yeah. listen, um, a great signing by St Man. I think he can be the difference in games. Um, Greg Kelty, I think it's good, good bit of business for Jim. Um, obviously Curtis, Curtis Main, powerful striker. Mm. He makes it difficult for for centre half. So. So Man have started their business early. Mm. I, I like seeing that. It's good to get your business done early. Make sure they're in the squads all together for the first day of pre-season because as I said it's the most important part of the season Jim Goodwin signed well last year but he probably could have done with a Curtis Main up front that was one of the downfalls wasn't it they just yeah, were so well, close he got Brophy yeah. in January yeah. uh-huh. from Command who I but thought was a real good signing obviously got that injury um, yep. which was a a bit of a nightmare for, for Jim so look, they're looking strong uh, St Man. as I said I thought Jim Goodwin's business last summer was excellent he went over uh, Southern Ireland, it's a league that he tapped into, and some of the players I've got to be honest with, I didn't know anything about, but I've been really impressed with them. Mark, your former keeper, you were at St Mirren. Who would you start with against the Czech Republic next week, Craig Gordon or uh, David Marshall? Yeah, I would. I would start with David Marshall, and I think that he will get get the nod. Uh, you know, I think that save that he pulled off last night down mm-hmm. his left was 
was important. Look, I, I genuinely think you could flick a coin between the two. I really do. I agree with Barry. Neither, listen, if, if it's Craig Gordon, if it's John McLaughlin, they're not going to let you down. Um, but I think I would go with David Marshall. And I think it was, for me, just quite significant that he was given the number one mm. um, jersey. And um, so I think he'll, he'll, he'll get the nod. See, that's what we're talking yeah. about, who, who's going to play. We're, yeah. we're unsure yeah. because of the quality in the squad. And don't forget John McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. He, he's a good keeper sure. as well. He's, yep. When he's come in at Rangers, um, he, when Alan McGregor's been left out or got injured at the start of the season, I thought he looked really good. He's been at Hearts and Sunderland. So yep. but there's three top goalkeepers there. Great backup there. So, Mark said before the break, four players for him are definite starters. Yep. Yeah. Mark, you were saying so yeah, uh, McTominay, McGinn, Robertson, and Tierney. Barry, what do you say? Um, I'll go f- five. I think Shea Adams is a certain starter mm-hmm. up top. Um, just for a simple fact, as I, I think he's a top player playing at the top level, uh, Paul. So they five for me are, are, are definitely the first ones on the team sheet. And then again, it's one of the ones where he's going to be scratching his head, mm-hmm. sitting down with the staff drinking numerous cups of tea, talking over who who should play. But that's what you want, as I said. You don't want people who are turning up guaranteed to play. You want people turning up having to fight to play. Do you want a cup of tea in the next two minutes then and tell us you're starting 11 11 for for Monday? Let's just do it. Absolutely. Okay. In the meantime, let's hear from Lyndon Dykes about the two strikers. I mean, I'll play whatever the manager wants me to play. Me and Shay playing together, we've we've done really well together in our club football as well. We play as a kind of two as well. Me with Charlie Austin and him with Danny Ings and we kind of do well off that. But it changes each game what other teams do, what the manager wants. So we've got a great attacking threat now and we can always change it, which is very, very good. And I'm sure it's very pleasing for the manager. He can change things up as he wants to go. But I think I've had 11 caps now, including a friendly. And I've had a five or six goal you know, uh, contributions. So I think in the long run, we'll have to wait and see what the manager wants. And yesterday, 1-0 against Luxembourg should have been many, many more. You know, you're doing something wrong if you're not getting opportunities uh, on another day. Could have been 4-5-0. But everyone's full of confidence. You know, me and Shay done really well today, linking up again. And obviously, I got an assist and he finished He finished a goal as well. So you got to take the way positive. Obviously, as well, we've we done well with linking up for the red card. And then obviously, the game kind of changed a bit from that. Like I said before, we're just taking all the positives away from it. It's been a great camp and... You know, we're all ready for that that next game in the Euros and that's when, when the chances come. We have to make sure we're clinical and we can take them and, and I'm sure we will. Milk and sugar for both of them. They're on it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, uh, it's tough, uh, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's just saving you're ready because give us the said, 11 and how you think they'll line up. I just want to hear one bit more from Lyndon Dykes uh, who said, yeah, you just can't wait for it. Yeah, I think everyone's desperate to get going. You know, obviously we get to go home and we see our families for a couple of days, which is good because obviously it's been a hard few training sessions. Getting time to train all together, so you don't really get that much time in international breaks. But with this training uh, that we've had, you know, it's built us even stronger together and the way we want to play. So everyone's raring for the Euros to come, and I'm sure that next game when it comes up, everyone's going to be buzzing. We're going to be going out trying to keep that momentum going, and we're going to we're going to be strong. So we're going to come back to it in a moment or two because the guys are just writing down the 11 and how we will line up for the game this, on this Monday. Feel, how you would line up? How, yeah? I would, yeah, what does it feel like? That feels, Test? No, that feels like watching the blankety blank <laughs> when, <he's, laughs> when he used to be, you know, yeah. writing away in, in, in right, the card yeah. you were trying to guess for yeah, what, is is Les Dawson. We would, or yeah. what we think Steve Clark will go with. Um, what you would do. Yeah, but what Barry Ferguson yeah, would totally do and what Mark Woody. In the meantime, I'm just going to ask you uh, about Ange. 
Postacoglu. What's the latest, Mark? Uh, we see that he has agreed terms with Celtic. It's all the briefing, and we're all really careful now because we all, you know, fell for that over the Eddie Howe watch and all, which went on for two months. Postacoglu, you said at the top of the program, something doesn't ring true for you. Cutting to the chase. That's what you yeah. said. You thought this is going on and on. He doesn't have the license yet. Yes, he could still be here. But there's something in the wire saying that he will be in place by July the 5th at the training camp in Celtic Wales. Celtic Manor, yeah. Yeah. So, because you think, well, you know, and you're not alone. There are people here on social media who are on Mark and Stephen have been on saying the same in Lanarkshire. Uh, what is going on by, yeah. the, and is it Stevie Clark who will come after the Euros? Paul, you couldn't really anything out. But, you know, for me, why, you know, July the 5th, that's four weeks today. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it does have to come and, and, and isolate... And like I say, nothing against Ange Postecoglou. I'm not being disrespectful at all. I'm not trying to ridicule him in the old oh, Ange yeah. Not at all. If he's offered the Celtic job, good luck to him. And he's quite right to take it. But for me, for the life of me, I can't see how Celtic have arrived at the conclusion that Ange Postecoglou is the right man to, to drive Celtic forward. Um, I don't, And that's nothing against um, him. But there's something, I don't know, Paul, I just don't... I have a feeling that we're, <laughs> we're missing something. And is it just, you know... Uh, is it buying time until until Steve Clark's available? Possibly, sorry, possibly mm-hmm. available. He is still under contract. I don't know, uh, and that's maybe maybe I'm being very unfair by saying it. But I'm not saying that. I think that's what's happening. I'm not saying it as a journalist. It's just something I'm having a blather about. Yeah. I, I feel in my gut saying there's, there's just something no no right about him. Why mm-hmm. you want to in such a situation? Remember, Paul, Celtic are in the Champions League qualifiers in July and August. It's thirty million quid. You won the league this season. That's another thirty million quid because you're right into the Champions League. There's sixty million pounds, and your thirty million pounds of season ticket money. And as we all know, we all know Celtic supporters that are swithering. Mm-hmm. What to do it? You want to add all that up? That's potentially ninety million quid in the next year, based you know a large chunk on who your manager's going to be. And again, it's just a, with the greatest respect to Ange Postecoglou. Mm-hmm. It's a strange one for me. And they got so much right for so long yeah. and the last year they haven't. And could yeah. it continue to go wrong? It just seems really strange. Barry, what do you think? I, I don't understand why somebody would start on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, if he comes in on Thursday or Friday and he, he, he does, he's obviously yeah. he's quarantined for 10 days. I, I, again, I'll go back to it. And I think if you ask any professional footballer or ex-professional footballer, the most important part is the pre-season that sets you up for the season ahead so if Celtic start back on the 17th of June uh, yeah. of yeah. June and the new manager doesn't come in at the 4th of July I find it very strange what do you think 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 today or again tomorrow will run on till then because we're going to take a quick break here and go radio in Glasgow's own and then we're going to hear Barry Ferguson and Mark Whitty's team how they would line up for Scotland on Monday the Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Yep, we're coming live from the Radisson Red on Monday before kickoff. The build-up will be here on Go Radio. So Crofty will be on in the morning with Grado and then Gary Marshall. But then we'll be on early from midday, live Radisson Red in Glasgow. Barry Ferguson, the former Scotland captain. Mark Guidi, the best pundit in the business. And we're looking forward to your company if you select a of our listeners are going to join us there on the day socially distanced it's going to be brilliant we'll build up to the match then we'll watch it as well it's going to be terrific just uh, seven sleeps to go and then Wembley on the Friday night an eight o'clock kickoff for that England against Scotland so we'll be in Glasgow and in London 
And then on the Tuesday against Croatia, again, it's at night time. So we'll build up to that, we'll watch it and then we'll see what happens then thereafter. It could be yes sir, I can boogie afterwards, Barry, because you reckon, where are we going? Yep, and I think we're going through the group stage, Paul. Um, exciting times, as I says, it'll be, uh, once we get to the weekend, um, it'll be fever pitch, mm. people will be going crazy over the weekend and then come Monday, I can't wait for it and it's one of the ones I'm excited to see what team he, he puts out because mm. there's a lot of big decisions to be made because we've got a lot of quality players in that squad right. Have you seen Mark's team yet? Have you no. conferred? No Okay, so let's uh, kick off Barry, what's your team then for I'm Monday? I'm going with what I think yep. he's going to go with <clears throat> Excuse me Yep With McCray Gordon mm. I'm going with a back three Henry, Hanley and Tierney Two wing backs Right wing back O'Donnell Left wing back uh, Obviously the captain Andy Robertson Two sitting midfielders, McTominay and Gilmer. McGinn in front of them, and I'm going to go with the two up top, Dykes and Adams. You're going for the two strikers yes. as well. Because yep. I'm going, these are a big, powerful team, so we need big, powerful players. And you're not buying the thing about Gilmer not being big, but he's certainly powerful. Billy Gilmer. He can handle the ball, central yep. midfield, you need um, people. But listen, so can Callum McGregor, but I think, he, I think yep. Billy Gilmer done enough for that half hour he was on last night to convince Stevie Clark that no issues. Nope. Mark, what's your starting 11? And then we'll talk about each other's. What do you think? Yeah, well, yep. I'm just going to go for what I think Steve Clark will do. And I'll probably agree with him anyway. Okay. Probably. I've got three or four different ones from, from Barry. Right away, yep. the goalkeeper, I'll go. I think we'll, it'll be David Marshall. We're back three. Grant Hanley in the right. Liam Cooper in the centre. And Kieran Tierney in the left. And the reason I've gone for Hanley over, over Hendry is that... Um, you know, I've got a Donald down the right hand side, and I think you need a proper solid defender. And I think Hanley, I, I like defenders that want to defend. Right. You'll stop Old the striker fashioned. storming their lives. Right. Whereas I, 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 Henry's clearly a, a a better footballer with the ball on the deck. But I think you've got Henry and a Donald on the right hand side that could be targeted as a as a weak point. So that's why I'm going for Hanley in the right hand side. Mm -hmm. I agree with Barry 100%. Um, well, it's a Donald and. and Robertson, your two mm -hmm. uh, wide yep, men in the midfield. Yep. McTominay and Gilmer, uh, absolutely sitting. And then I've gone a three-four-two-one, and I've gone for McGinn and Armstrong and behind Adams. Ah, right. So you're going for McGinn and Armstrong behind Jay Adams. So you're not playing Lyndon Dykes. No, yep. I think for the opening game, and when I'm wrestling with myself, is I, I think this is our most winnable game of the three. Mm -hmm. The first one on Monday, so he might be tempted. To, 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 to go with a two but also as well your opening game Paul mm. you don't mm. want to lose it so maybe thinking about maybe shaking it up and bring it. I, I don't mm. know but anyway I'm going 3-4 mm -hmm. but like we said you're just looking at teams and I don't know what your, your team would be it just shows you we're, we're disagreeing in probably four or five mm -hmm. positions that shows you the strength that we've got because either team I'm picked, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong um, why either team sure. both really good teams really strong teams and it's a real physical team is that the one that I, I've mm -hmm. picked because I know Czech Republic that's one of their strengths is physicality um, and I, I, I thought last night to be honest with you Dykes and Adams linked up very well mm -hmm. um, and the thing with Shea Adams he can drop into that position where Mark Scott Armstrong because he does it naturally when he, he plays uh, with Danny Ings up top um, at Southampton but again Mark's team I, I, I want to go against that I think it's still a strong team and that's the beauty for me having such a strong squad because mm -hmm. we're, we're disagreeing with three or four players and listen it might be two 
totally different teams but we've picked <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Stephen Clark puts out yeah. but again I'll go back to it that's why we've got 26 strong players mm-hmm. There's a bit of adventure in there now, though. I think we think now the manager is going to. I mean, six months ago you'd have almost you'd have said he would stick to the old guard. Right. They're not old. It's not an old team at all. We know that the oldest outfield player is 30 years old, Declan Gallagher. So it's magnificent. Right. It's a strong bench. Whatever happens, and I guess you know a game's 90, 95 minutes these days. Then you know we've got options on the bench. Yeah, we, we have. We're really good. I mean, they're both teams that we've picked. James Forrest, not in any of the teams. Yeah. Ryan Fraser. Um, not in, Ryan Christie not in any teams Callum McGregor mm-hmm. not in um, so in any so McGregor so then is it just the number of games he's played he's not it, been Paul I just don't yep. think he's you know, you've got to pick form players um, you know Nathan Patterson might every chance he'll play here this oh. evening O'Donnell um, as well so you look at we have got a strong bench you know we've got really good uh, options and um, you know I, I mean I think that we're we've got a right well, we've got a right good chance Kevin Nisbet as well, you know, um, you think about it. So scored the other night so, against yeah, Holland. So, yeah, so much, so many good players mm-hmm. um, to choose from 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 Steve Clark. That's why he he will have you know he'll probably have a, a sleepless night and, and and he'll wrestle. And as I said, an hour or so ago, what what Barry and I, what we don't know, is the the real strengths and weaknesses that he identified. Because he said they're different personnel in terms of. Who the, who the players will. So it might be a, you know one major surprise that none of us can see coming purely based on where he thinks he can exploit the Czech Republic in a particular area of the pitch. The manager's been speaking. That is the headline, isn't it? It's about the selection headaches that he's going to have. Well, I think I've got selection headaches all over the pitch. I think the boys that played midfield the other night against Holland were really good. Enjoyed that midfield three. I enjoyed the way they played. Different midfield tonight. So, listen, I've got headaches all over the pitch. I want headaches. No big headaches in any positions. Everybody fighting. Everybody with a viable chance of being involved in the in the three games. That's that's what we need. We need everybody ready because you never know what's going to happen now. We had a little scare with the COVID. Pick up a couple of injuries in certain positions everyone has to be ready you see tonight when they come in they know what they're doing and that's really important I think all the players have got to be in your thoughts as the, as the head coach you've got to look after all 26 like I said before it's been a good camp training wise we've worked well we managed to get the sort of nuts and bolts of how we want to play that system across to the players and then it'll be leading into the tournament now it's about fine tuning towards certain opponents certain opponents will, will require different personnel to maybe cause them a problem so lots to think about but that's the only way you want it as a head coach 1-0 last night against uh, Luxembourg and it should have been more and Lyndon Dyke spoke about the chances missed. You know, you're doing something wrong if you're not getting opportunities uh, on another day. Could have been 4-5-0 but everyone's full of confidence. You know, me and Shay done really well today linking up again and obviously I got an assist and he finished he finished a goal as well. So you've got to take the way positive. Obviously as well, we've we done well with linking up for the red card and then obviously the game kind of changed a bit from that. Like I said before, we're just taking all the positives away from it. It's been a great camp and you know, we're all ready for that that next game in the Euros and that's when, when the chances come. We have to make sure we're clinical and we can take them and, and I'm sure we will. O'Donnell to Dykes to Adams. Barry, it was a good goal uh, taken well by Shea Adams. Yep, you just heard Lyndon Dykes say that he feels that the, the partnership is, is now um, cranking up a bit and starting to, to work and it's going to take a bit of time. Um, as you, you know, you don't get a lot of time in international duty but... I like I like the two together. <clears throat> I think they could. Um, there's a lot of pace and power there, and there's goals in both of them. Um, and that that's the reason why I think he he will go. Um, as you know, Dykes is a real physical presence, but so is she Adams. Um, he's a strong, powerful player as well. But I was impressed with both of them. Good partnership going. 
Um, and again, we just need to look to to Monday. Look, it could be something totally different. He could play Shea Adams up and both McGinn and Armstrong that Mark's written down. There's so many options, but there's so many great options. Surely, Mark, we're not building this up too much. The whole nation, uh, we've seen it before in the past. Something feels different this time. Yeah, it's it's achievable, Paul, because yeah. of the the extra places that are up for grabs. Even if you finish third place, um, so you know there's there's six groups um, of four, top two in every group. That's your twelve, and then your four best um, runners up. So you know there's a real uh, opportunity, and as, and as long as we as long as we avoid a pounding in any of the games, then as I've said, three points and possibly even negative one would, would, would still um, get you through but put it this way if we can get a win on Monday we are ni- we are 90% yeah. there into the, into the knockout stages but we're winning that that first game and I think it is I think that that's our most winnable game out of the three is the first one against the Czech Republic and I think he'll go for it I, I think he's going to go for them um, as you said he's going to analyse them and he'll yeah. pick a team that, that kind of suits um, playing against the, the Czech Republic but I don't think we're bigging them up I mean the, the team that I've wrote I've just circled five mm. players for me they could play top six well top yeah. six Tierney and Robertson <laughs> McTominay and Gilmer yeah. Yeah. the only one that I, isn't he and he's had a real good season as McGinn at Aston Villa but they five for me are top quality mm. top quality top level players yeah. and you've left out the captain of Leeds United yeah, yeah I know, team. Exactly. I know. You know, you think about yep. it, you know, yep. you've got the, the captain of Leeds who's helped him with what top 10 finish, whatever it was. Yeah, you know? yeah. Top quality conversation tonight. And here's some of our build up here on Go Radio to the Euros. Tomorrow night, Rob will be on with Davy Proven, who was there and with uh, the Scotland squad. He was part of a World Cup squad. So we'll hear from Davy on that, along with Stephen Cregan, who, of course, has capped so many times and he's sampled at the highest level with uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, on the phone, Stephen O'Donnell from the camp. So Stephen will be joining us tomorrow night. On Wednesday, Barry, you, me, and Jen Beatty, Scottish international women's player, Arsenal, who was on last week. On the phone, Paul McStay will join us live at five. On Thursday, Rob's on with Lauren Shanklin, who just missed out on being in the squad, and Chris Burke, who is also still playing at a high level and what's going to happen to Chris. And on the line will be Jackie McNamara and Colin Henry, who were big parts of the Scotland squads of the past. Colin Henry, of course, was uh, captain of Scotland. And on Friday, Mark, you've got exclusive news. Who's joining us on Friday? Yes, Sir Kenny Leash will be on the programme All rise. on Friday. No, that's fine. We were just all standing up. <laughs> Kenny Dalglish, probably the best Scottish player ever. What do we think, Barry? I wouldn't Can... say probably. Oh, he is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... Sir Kenny's going to join us. Yeah. That's on Go Radio, Glasgow Zone on Friday. I wonder if Colin yeah. any of the bandaging about the head on Thursday on the phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big Bobby Brave. <laughs> oh, I loved all that. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think he just put his head where it would hurt so he could get a... A bandage round about his head. We love the tartan suit. (laughs) Okay, that's it. We're out of time. We're back tomorrow live at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? 
Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.